Today in the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to give our opinions and thoughts on Ring of Honor's final battle and uh, what's going to happen with them next. We're also going to be talking about House of Glory, the event that happened uh, last night at the New York City Arena. A great, great show. A lot of surprises. Also, we're going to talk about Jeff Hardy's release and thoughts on that and what is being said in the chat box in the social media world. We're going to have that and much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. another episode of the chokeslam wrestling report i am your host the infamous ultimate one from new york city and today we're going to be talking about ring of honor final battle i have not yet seen the event but for what i'm reading in the chattel box in the social twitter world and facebook and other social media outlets um, it looks like they closed out the show with Jonathan Gresham versus Jay Lethal for the original Ring of Honor world title. And uh, in case you guys haven't seen it, uh, if you don't want to hear who won this, well, I'm sure you probably read it by now, but Jonathan Gresham won the original Ring of Honor world title by beating Jay Lethal last night. Afterwards, he got on the mic, talked about the the great things about uh ring of honor and how that uh ring of honor world title has been purified which you already guys know that they ring of honor had two belts in there it was the ring of honor pure title which it was basically fundamental wrestling um you know with, with, with a point system uh if you grab the ropes three times uh the fourth time you there was no bro breaks I mean, I like the whole concept, but they brought that back uh, last year during the pandemic. Uh, a lot of stuff that happened in Ring of Honor. Uh, you had the Braun Strowman, but not known as Adam Sher by his real name, showed up at Ring of Honor after speculation he was going to be at Bound for Glory for Impact and end up showing up with uh, uh Wesley Blake and I forgot who was the other guy to help EC3 in the ring last night as part of the control narrative group. Now, where does that stand? Where does uh Braun Strowman and EC3, all these guys are are now gonna be at? Are they gonna go to impact? Are they gonna, you know, what's gonna happen? Um the Briscoe brothers won the number 12, if you say one day 12 Ring of Honor tag team titles. By defeating Matt Taven and uh, Bennett, Michael Bennett, uh, to become 12 times Ring of Honor World Champion. Those guys have been with them since day one. Um, so they won the tag team belts. And a surprise, surprise, FTR showed up at Ring of Honor to confront the Briscoes. 
These guys have been going at it through social media for the last couple of months. So don't be surprised if winter's coming, you see the Briscoe brothers show up at AEW this Wednesday coming up, probably with those Ring of Honor titles. And Tony Khan said it best. He said it last night. He said, I'm going to be sending a couple of guys to help up Ring of Honor. And, um, of course, Ring of Honor has so much tradition. I mean, a lot of the guys who are in AEW right now came for Ring of Honor. I got Bobby Fish. You got the Young Bucks. You got Hangman Adam Page. You got Brian Danielson, CM Punk. If there was no Ring of Honor, there was none of these guys. And it's sad to see that Ring of Honor, uh, a great, great promotion. Uh, last night was probably, maybe, the last time you ever see them. I mean, they are talking about they're trying to go back uh, uh, Ring of Honor Supercard for either April. Uh, they're talking about reimagining the 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 company but i will put it past that maybe maybe tony khan buys them out i mean what is sinclair gonna do with them they're not gonna be making no money because now they as of last night that's it operation stops after last night you know what's gonna happen with all these wrestlers i mean dan housing is out there um god knows where he's gonna end up this word that he may come in aew but he has two, both of his legs were broken. Uh, I don't know how the hell that happened, but he both of his legs were broken and he's out of action. I mean, what is going to happen with Ring of Honor? Because Ring of Honor has been around for so long um, and, you know, just seeing that. And, and I mean, and, and I think Ring of Honor, to be honest, and I'm going to keep saying this, and I have brought it up in the last couple of months since they mentioned that, um, you know, um, that they were not gonna they were gonna let go of the whole roster you could always go back to 2014 when ring of honor started working with new japan and they started bringing in wrestlers from from new japan started bringing in bullet club who was hot in new japan and ring of honor thought well you know what um we'll run with this and whatnot i mean they had a stack in 2014 they had a stack stack a company they had the adam coves they had the uh bj whitmer you had the briscoe brothers you had the young bucks you had the red dragon you had uh, um who else was in there the uh, oh my god i can't remember everybody but you know kevin had just left the company you know brandon dennison was gone already but there was a stack of people they had kevin uh kevin steen had probably just left or probably was about to leave um, you got Jimmy Jacobs, you had Steve Carino, you had, you had, and the matches were crazy. You had Generico in there, Sami Zayn. They had everything. We started working with New Japan, um, and then I believe it all started right after 2016. You saw that New Japan thought, I mean, not New Japan, Ring of Honor thought that they would never have any issues because they were the hottest independent promotion they were better than their impact because impact by then had lost already AJ Styles and they were going downhill. They were facing uh, impact was just facing the death at the door. They had lost so many tanning. They were living off Bobby Lashley and all these guys and Jeff Hardy at that time. Uh, so it's just incredible 
that right after that, Kenny Omega started the Elite. And then the Elite came to Ring of Honor. And then after the Elite came to Ring of Honor, they used to, you, you know, you had Marty Scroll joined in back in 20, late 2016, 2017. He joined the Elite. You had Cody Rhodes. He joined the Elite. Then you had, they had, of course, they had uh, Scorpio Sky just started. And he was teaming up with, with Flip Gorton at that time. Um, what else they had? I mean, they had a stack, stack, stack company. A stack company. You can't, you can't ask for anything better than that, you know? And then it happened. Just after 20, I believe it was 2019, they all left, including Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and Brian Chris, uh, not Brian Christopher, Chris, uh, Christopher Daniels. Um, and that was the end of them. Because right after that, they couldn't replace all those guys they lost. They lost seven talent in one in one swoop. And they couldn't replace it. They tried to replace it with uh Tracy Williams, Mark Haskin, uh they brought in Juice Robinson from Japan, uh David Finley, uh who was the Bandito, which was a good acquisition. And they tried to do lifeblood. Lifeblood then was not no elite. And then they made the mistake of going and stepping on the toes of New Japan when New Japan had helped them the year before get Madison Square Garden for the G1 Supercar because WWE was trying to stop them from going to Madison Square Garden until New Japan's lawyers got involved and WWE backed up. And they got the building. Once they got the building, New Japan had the best you know, roster. It was gonna, they were, were going to outshine everybody, including Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor decided to do something where they had Enzo and Kaz jump over the railing at Madison Square Garden and start brawling with the Briscoe that had included even Bubba Ray Dudley. And that backfire at New Japan did not like that. Because then after that, the rest of, from April all the way to the past the summer, uh, War of the Worlds was not with New Japan. It was with AAA. Not even AAA. I think with CMML. And it was never the same. And after that, they were never... They say they try to make a comeback in January of 2020 when they put Marty Scroll as the uh, head booker. And Marty Scroll was going to try to smooth things out with New Japan and whatnot. He was about to do it when they were about to do a supercar of honor in April of 2020, WrestleMania weekend. And then the pandemic hit. And once that pandemic hit, that was it for them. They try to do, you know, no crowd type of thing. They did final battle last year with no crowd. Uh, and they they suffered the consequences. Because then after that, Joe Koff and and, and and these guys from uh, St. Clair did not care. They were a write-off to St. Clair. They were, losing, they were losing money with Ring of Honor. But there was a tax write-off. St. Clair figured, you know what? I can't, we can't do this. We can't have all this. And supposedly Joe Koff claimed he went to bat for uh, Ring of Honor, but really, did you? Did you thought that you're watching a company called AEW, New Japan, you had NWA, you had Impact, all these people joining together to create this, uh, what is still called today, the uh, Forbidden Door, and you chose not to, I think, not even join in. 
you know i think they even attempted to you know and and, and by the time when the writing was the war was too late and now we may never see ring of honor again ring of honor has been around for almost 20 years it would have been the 20th anniversary coming up in march this of next year and now we may not see it so hopefully they do the 20th year anniversary which will be cool because now they're talking about if they come back they would want to deal with wrestlers that are non-contract non-contract guys who they don't have to sign because just show up and they paid them but we'll see we will see what happens coming up after next year so we'll be right back after this if you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all the hectic holiday shopping traffic why not save time and money with stamps.com stamps.com lets you compare rates print labels and access exclusive discount on ups and united states postal service all year long it just makes sense especially if your business sends more mail and package during the holidays whether you're selling online or running an office or side hustle stamps.com can save you so much time and money and stress during the holidays access all the postage and ups shipping service you need without taking the trip and get discounts you can't find anywhere else like up to 40 percent off the united states postal service rates and 76 percent off ups going to the post office instead of using stamps.com is kind of like taking the stairs instead of the elevator just going up a couple of floors sure take the stairs walking up 30 flights a day you could use a break if you spend more than a few minutes a week dealing with mail and shipping, Stamps.com is a lifesaver. You save so much time and money, you wonder why you didn't start sooner. Save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code POD for a special offer that includes four-week trial, free postage, and digital scale. No terms, commitments, or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. Click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code P-O-D. Hi, this is James Rodens from the WNR Podcast and you are listening to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. The Pro Wrestling Vault. 35 short stories including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. And we're back, and so let's talk a little bit of WWE stuff. Uh, of course, you guys know that the biggest news, uh, two biggest news actually coming out of WWE this week was uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano finishing up with NXT this past Tuesday. Uh, of course, you guys know that these guys got together. Uh, well, not got together, but they wrestled at the War Games on Sunday uh, where you saw uh, Gargano uh, I believe was part of the war games O'Reilly with uh, Von Wagner and supposedly Von Wagner turned on O'Reilly in the match. Uh, afterwards on Tuesday, they had uh, the 
uh, O'Reilly versus Van, uh, Van Wagner uh, in the steel cage. And I believe Johnny Gargano had a match at afterwards. He did a farewell speech and got attacked. Um, pretty much right now, it looks like Kyle O'Reilly and Gargano are done with WWE as of uh, yesterday's report that I saw uh, on social media and uh, some third she did. They're saying that Kyle O'Reilly did not sign with WWE, and if he did, he was going to be a coach. This is what WWE does. Have They look at guys like this and think he has no value. Kyle O'Reilly is a good wrestler. He could be, he could even main event any any uh, promotion out out here in the either Indies or AEW. He could do it all, but WWE just don't want to deal with anybody that was uh, on the Triple H, uh, you know, watch when they had NXT. So pretty much the whole NXT brand is done. You know, uh, I think Io Shirai and I, I believe Raquel Gonzalez are like the only two left from the Triple H era. And right now, Io Shirai, I don't know what, is, I don't know if they're going to bring up or not, but, uh, you know, I'm hearing in the chatterbox, and I'm going to start saying that on my Twitter, I mean, on my podcast, a Twitter box or the chatterbox, which is social media, the Instagram, Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, I'm seeing fans that pretty much are so bitter who either they're mad because these wrestlers are leaving, they're not signing with WWE, and they go and say stupid comments like Kylie O'Reilly is a mid-card or low-card guy, uh, or I don't care, or what is you don't care because, again, most of you wrestling fans out here who are WWE fans, they do not leave the bubble of WWE are so bitter, so upset. I mean, you even got assholes, and I'm going to call you all, let's put your assholes, those who, uh, I saw a video online where there was someone who happened to be in an area where AEW trucks were parked, whatever, and there was a John Mosley picture, and they were like, oh, you alcoholic, fuck you, this and this and that. And, and I'm like, are you serious? Is this what wrestling fans has gotten to? Where you have to make these remarks? You know, you that bitter? It's not that serious, man. It's just wrestling, you know? And it, it gets to the point where you, you really have to question some of these WWE marks or fanboy or stands and say to yourself, are you really, really that bitter? Why are you mad of another company who's trying? I'm going to say trying because they're not, AEW is not always on point. They kind of slow down as far of, as events and all that, as far as uh, that, you know, that, 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 that nostalgia, if you want to say it. They slow down a little bit. They got too many guys. But you that bitter because wrestling fans want professional wrestling to make sense and logic, you know? You know, that it, it, you're that bitter. That's, that's the question. So this person said that Kyle O'Reilly, or the question was, where do Kyle O'Reilly will end up? And the guy was like, who cares? Well, I care. And then he went on to say, oh, 
Here's a mic card, blah, blah, blah. So I came out of nowhere and I said, well, he mentioned hit road. That's where everything went left for this guy, not for me, for him. Because when he mentioned hit row, I told him hit row was not all that. The only person that mattered in hit row was Isaiah Scott's world. Because Top Dollar was garbage. And for him to say, oh, Top Dollar is not garbage because he made it to WWE. He made it to WWE because WWE were trying to bring something new. They're trying to bring new eyes to the product. Look at all those people they just hired. Basketball, uh, gymnast, and blah, blah, blah. You know? You hear all these people talking crap about these wrestlers who are professional wrestlers, but you're not pointing out that WWE just bringing people to their performance and has no background in professional wrestling and think that these people are going to make it. Why? Because they're athletic. They may be athletic in basketball, but they ain't going to be athletic in, 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 in professional wrestling. How many people you know that were basketball player at one point and became successful? Maybe a Kevin Nash. And Kevin Nash made, made it prof- uh, made it to the big time because he, you know, he was always doing his little dirt on the side, just cutting throat. It's a cutthroat game. I understand that, but things have changed now. This is in the '90s when you got guys like Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, or Ric Flair cutting throat in the back. It's, things are different. So you think they, you know, WWE's gonna bring all these athletes now, basketball star? Uh, I think they made a deal with the NIL, uh, and, and now they think they could bring Jim there. Now they got the, some. Twin basketball girls. They, I, I don't remember. I don't believe. I don't remember what university they're from, but they're bringing them in. But they goes to show you, they know people are tired of them. WWE knows they're tired of them. So, you know, they're trying to do something new. The rumor going around is that Tony Khan is the one being groomed to take over WWE. Tony Khan, uh, groom is groomed to take over the WWE. Well, if you WWE stands right now are pissed off, you're gonna be even more pissed off. When that company goes out of business, you're going to give that to a guy named Nick Khan, who probably don't have no knowledge of professional wrestling. They're doing the day one pay-per-view because that's his idea. Really? Really? Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't, understand it. But the, the word is that Kyle O'Reilly, if he would have signed with WWE, he was going to be a coach. As far as Johnny Gargano is concerned, Gargano opened up his YouTube and Twitch page, so... He's done with WWE, and who knows where he's going to be at. You know, I just mentioned Braun Strowman showed up at Ring of Honor on the, his real name. You know what I'm saying? And he looked good. Anybody that leaves WWE, when you see them somewhere else, they look happier. You know what I'm saying? So, with that being said, talking about being happier, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy was released by WWE this past week uh, because of what he did last weekend. Supposedly, he said that he looks, uh, he look, uh, uh, he didn't look himself. You know what I'm saying? He did look not, uh, looked like he was on something and he left the middle, uh, left out through the crowd in the middle of a match. Then he was taken out of the house shows during that weekend. This past Thursday, they gave him an option that like, we could help you go through rehab again and then you could come back. He chose not to. Now, Here's the problem, and this podcast that may uh, may reference to it, which I, I mean, I think uh, uh, you can't bring the past to the present because sometimes somebody people's got to take responsibilities of what they do. But they did mention that when the first time with 
uh, not the first time, but the last time that Jeff Hardy fell off the wagon. He was uh, away for a while, and then when he came back, WWE went and used his real-life situation in a storyline with Sheamus. Uh, if you guys remember that, with uh, supposedly they claimed that uh, Jeff Hardy ran over Elias. Uh, it turned out it wasn't Elias. Uh, it wasn't uh, Jeff Hardy. And they made a big thing because this is what WWE does. Grab some people's real prob- real-life problems and make them to a storyline. But this time, let, let's, 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 see, let's put it this way. Who's the who was the real problem i mean if i look at it because one podcast has said something which i felt like at first i thought about it but then i was like nah he he ain't gonna be that stupid to do that because then you know you make you're gonna make yourself look like you're cynical you know you, you something's wrong with you you know like uh i thought about maybe oh he did this maybe because he wants to get out the contract and then you know he gets the 90 day clause and he would be back whatever um Apparently, you know, WWE offered him help. He said no. He got fired with pay. 90 days, no no compete clause. Um, so apparently he went and ended up um, not taking the help. So now he's out. He can't. If he comes back, he won't be able to back to March. But the question is, he needs to get help if he fell back off the wagon, whatever. Uh, to my knowledge and to my to what I heard was he has said at the Steve, Steve Austin Broken Skull podcast that if he fell off the wagon, he was not going to wrestle again. He was done with wrestling. Um, but as soon as he got let go, you had people in the chatterbox talking about, oh, he's going to AEW. Oh, you know, um, people went as far as said, oh, it's uh, WWE's fault. Uh you know, I read some. I read a lot of stupid comments. At the end of the day, you can't blame everything on WWE. Yes, WWE uses real life situation in uh, in a storyline last year to get ratings, like always. But at the end of the day, that is his responsibility. This is not the first time he done this. Remember, a couple of years ago, in a match between him and Sting, he came in the ring drugged up or alcohol whatever he had sting had to beat him in a, a, a minute and 12 seconds in an impact world title match and sting was pissed now my thing is everybody's talking about oh he's gonna go to aew he's gonna join the hardy boys do tony khan want to take that chance tony khan is not going to take that chance as much as especially now as much as he, he you know um you know, he, he would like to bring them in and they get the Hardy Boys together back at AEW. You can't. You can't take that chance. Now, the question is, what was running through his mind through the whole time The Jeff Hardy? Was he uh, a little stressed out because he knew he probably wanted to be in a higher level? The guy's in his 40s. He wanted to do something with Roman Reigns and maybe WWE didn't want to do that. I'm sure Roman Reigns probably was all for it because I remember – Jeff Hardy talking about wanting to go into the ring and wrestle Roman Reigns. But the way they were booking Jeff Hardy was not the way, I mean, the way they was, you know, for, for him to get a shot at Roman Reigns. I mean, he caught the the heat of the, uh, or the brunt of the heat when he pit Killer Cross in less than three minutes and used the heel tactic to beat him. I'm sure that a lot of people were pissed off because, including myself, because I'm like, this guy's getting beaten by 
uh, Jinder Mahal's guy, and now he goes and beat the NXT champion at that time, was Killer Cross, undefeated for two years. So, you know, maybe a lot of things are going. Maybe he didn't want to take the, the another another sabbatical to take care of himself because he know that that time that he's out, they're going to add it to his contract because this is what WWE does. You know what I'm saying? He figures like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, I don't need your help. I'll deal with it by myself. He got fired. And a lot of people, but this this podcast has said that he probably faked his uh his stuff. I don't think he faked it. And for him to say such a thing, I think to me honestly, like, you know, even though if it if it's for discussion, I respect this podcaster. He has a non-knowledge, but sometimes you can't say stuff like that because you know these marks and these stands are gonna take it to another level. They're not going to, oh, look what he said. And, and I mean, it went as far as supposedly Barry Corbin went in Instagram saying something. Man, who cares about Barry Corbin? Happy Corbin and his bullcrap, you know, gimmick. I mean, they, they had damaged this guy. This guy's damaged goods. He's not going nowhere. Never going to win a world title. But you got to be careful what you say stuff on the air because fans are going to take it wrong, you know? Whether if he's if, whether he faked it or not, the bottom line is AEW is not going to sign him because they know he is risky. He is damaged, not damaged good, but he is a uh, 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 what's the word I want to use here? Uh, a liability to the company. Tony Khan is trying to keep that company squeaky clean, even though he's having little issues, which I will bring up in a, in, a, in the next segment. But he's trying to keep that squeaky clean that's why you still you don't see those you don't see Bebel T Dream he hasn't signed none of that he hasn't signed uh, uh, Marty Scroll. he hasn't signed none of these people because he's not trying to get that bad publicity you know what I'm saying and Tony Khan's is not that dumb so we'll see about what happens and then um, I call it um, it's crazy as far as Raw uh, Raw and Smackdown uh, again Raw started off this week with uh the world champion Big E to go against Ken Owens, Owens in a cage, and they put Becky Lynch versus uh, uh, Liv Morgan in the main event. I don't understand that concept because the world title is more prestigious than the women's championship. You put the world champion to open up a match? Very stupid. Uh, as far as SmackDown is concerned, of course, they continue to uh, with the storyline between Brock Lesnar and Sami Zayn. It was good good tv should we say um i love the uh drew mcintyre versus sheamus match pretty hard hitting the rest i didn't care for you know I, I don't care for it of anything but so far it looks like paul Heyman probably will be turning on roman reigns and return and going with brock lesnar i see brock lesnar winning the belt on day one so that is my wwe assessment this week and we will be right back after this hey guys this is the time of the year to give a gift. If you want to get a, yourself a gift or get someone a gift that you love to someone, you could go to my website, tcwr.veryimpressive.com. That's tcwr.veryimpressive.com. Once you go into the website, you are able to purchase either the Chokeslam Wrestling Report t-shirt. I got other shirts in there including body slammer and ding 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 and the baseball cap uh snapback also included this uh couple of weeks ago the black hoodie which says the chokeslam wrestling report this is a great way to get someone a gift 
for the holidays. And this is also a great way to support my podcast, The Chokesman Wrestling Report. And I will gladly appreciate it. Again, guys, if you want to get yourself a gift or get someone a gift uh, for Christmas, go to tcwr.veryimpressive.com. And I just want to wish you and all my support and all my fans a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we're back, and we're going to be talking about now AEW. This week, AEW, um, to me, was a little slow, in my opinion. Um, it wasn't that great. I don't know if it's because it's, uh, you know, uh, the holidays are coming around. Uh, they were building for winter is coming, which is this, um, you know, um this Wednesday coming up, but CM Punk came out at the UBS Arena in Long Island to MJF's theme music. Now, this left me uh, questioning myself, like, you're trying to make MJF the babyface because you're in Long Island. I, I don't understand that. MJF is supposed to be this heel. He's not liked by anybody. Uh, whether the fans cheer him or not, you're supposed to stick with the program. And I think AEW did not stick with the program because uh, when MJS music hit in the arena, people went, uh, started cheering. And it was CM Punk coming out, and pretty much he got booed out of the building, pretty much. He started talking about the bashing the New York Islanders who have not won a home game until last night at that new arena. Um, and that's all he was talking about. He was talking about his Blackhawks. He talked about his Chicago, you know, uh, what they're doing in Chicago, what the MJF was uh, the guy that Long Island picked. And this, it, it felt awkward. It didn't feel like something that you, you know, you will see in a wrestling show. I just didn't get that part. I, I didn't understand it at all. So that left me wondering, like, okay, um, what's next? Uh, so right now, if CM Punk was to come to Long Island, and you know, now he's gonna get booed out of the building now. It didn't make no sense to me because he's supposed to be the the, the babyface. So, but then they had this battle royal for the AEW, um, the AEW ring again, uh. I had a feeling MJ was going to win this again, but it, it. how many years in a row are you going to have MJF win this stupid rank? I, I, I don't get it. It's just lost. It's value. It's not. It reminds me of the Battle Bowl ring. I uh, remember the year that DDP won the Battle Bowl ring in 93, and then he put it up for to defend it, and you was like, okay, whatever. But anyway. In the Battle Royal, you have Moriarty was the first one to get eliminated by Warlow. MJF, of course, was hiding behind the uh, Warlow. Uh, highlights of this was hard to use the brass knuckles on Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal got eliminated quick. I think 
Jay Lethal is not being used properly either in AEW. I, I don't know why, but uh, he was in that battle royal and he got eliminated quick. There, there was a good part that I love was Warlord and Powerhouse Hobbs. They had a confrontation through the shoulder blocks. That was cool. Uh, uh, Leo Rush eliminated Powerhouse Hobbs. MJF eliminated Warlord along with, I believe, with Leo Rush and a couple of other people. And, again, they keep teasing an MJF Warlord breakup. So that, you know, that's that's cool. Then Dante Martin did the unthinkable as he eliminated Ricky Starks, which pretty much betraying um, Taz, uh, Team Taz, which I saw this coming, but okay, I was like, something is not, something is not, um, it didn't make sense when he signed with, with, with Team Taz. I'm like, something is up, and I said, Leo Rush got something up his sleeve for Team Taz. So Dante got eliminated. Starks afterwards attacked, um, Dante Martin because he was one of the two him and MJF was the them two MJF uh pretty much uh pretended that he was happy for Dante Martin walked away when uh Ricky Starr started attacking him you saw MJF look like he was gonna save him but he wasn't gonna do it he went back and next thing you know he went into the ring looked like he was gonna be the savior people were cheering and he ended up turning on Dante Martin also to see Punk came out and puts out Starks in the uh gts move so very interesting then they had 2.0 and a claim versus varsity club and jurassic express uh this i did wasn't too crazy about this match they didn't really care about this uh at first but it was a fun match as 2.0 and a claim with controlling most of the match and they were trapping brian pillman is it me or pillman is always trying to play that baby face combat guy and he just no matter what they do, I really, it's just, I don't care for Pillman. It's like, it's not missing of him. I mean, he's a good wrestler. I mean, he has something of his father. He's nowhere near, like, the talent of his father. But uh, something something's missing. And of course, the Lotusaurus and Jungle Boys were taking care of the opponents until Danny Garcia tried to interfere. Until Eddie Kingston came out and threw Garcia to the steps. Jungle Boy then put the cast on the snare trap, making him tap after aftermath. Eddie Kingston was pissed off waiting for Garcia or any other guys to come out and Ortiz from probably powerful was trying to calm him down and then 2.0 Garcia attacked and late Ortiz and Kingston out so don't be surprised we'll have a three man ta- a six man tag between Eddie Kingston and the uh probably powerful former LAX guy to go after 2.0 and Garcia so they had an FTR promo the same thing they always talk about every week they are pretty much setting up for the uh, the uh, the match for Friday. Excuse me, I'm drinking some water. Um, and so, you know, Jungle Bull, uh, I mean, the Jumbox versus the Best Friend. This match was fun. Remind me of the old days of Rapongi Vice and Bullet Club. Uh, this one had uh, Chucky T and Rocky Romero against the Young Bucks. Kind of remind me of New Japan. When they used to have these matches back in the days, uh, this was a very competitive match. Even though the Super Click ends up winning the match, and then they decide to attack Best Friend, and then out of nowhere, Trent shows back up when not not no long haircut or the long hair, whatever, with the bandana on his head. He has a low cut. His he came in his mom's van, Sue, 
and came to save the best friend, so they all celebrated at the end. Sammy Guevara uh, to defend the belt against Cody, I believe it's this Wednesday coming up. Why is Cody getting a title shot for the TNT title? He, again, Cody um, pretty much, um, uh, you know, flirt with the, where he was going to the uh, heels tunnel. Again, we saw that. And then you had Ethan Scorpio uh, Sky and the Raptors challenging Sammy. So not much there. Uh, Jimmy Hader versus Riho. Uh, this was a good match. Of course, Riho was taking most of the punishment in the during the match, but prevailed to defeat Hader. It was one of Hader's best matches. And, I mean, I say that because, I mean, most of the time Hader is botching something. Uh, but she showed this match with Riho, I guess, because of style. Uh, but Riho gets uh, the win, and afterwards, Baker went and attacked uh, Riho. Malachi Black missed attack on Varsity Club, but catches Julia Hart in the face. We don't know why. So why is this happening? I have no idea. But Jack Hart was, uh, I mean, what's her name? Julia Hart got the most of that miss, and it was just, I don't know what they're doing there. That left me like, Ugh. I don't know. Brian Danielson versus John Silver. This was a good match with Danielson. Pretty much dominating the match, but John made his usual offense, and it was uh, it was fun to watch. Then Danielson submitted Silver with a post, and then um, a post attack, forcing Hamman to come out. Uh, so that was your uh, dynamite this week. Uh, we this week for Rampage, we saw the Lucha Bros again against the FTR. That was a good match. We saw Adam Cole and uh, Yuta against each other again. Uh, best friend feud. Of course, Adam Cole ended up winning that. Then the debut of Hook. And you have already people in the chatterbox, social media, already trying to digitim- uh, delegitimize Hook's uh, debut, uh, job nation TV. Yes. I'm calling you guys out because you always have something negative to say about non AEW, uh, non WWE wrestlers. When they do their debut, you really quickly to compare to the WWE guys and this and this and that. And it's funny because you have a bunch of again WWE stands who right away all want to make it a big thing about this guy and this and this and that and you know um you know he's he's bad he's not better than Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio, first of all, is not that good at all. Okay. In case you guys don't remember when he was here with Seth Rollins, he did a lot of bodges. Okay. He was not that good. He didn't even make it to NXT to the NXT roster because you knew if you go to the NXT roster, we had to bust his ass down there. But no, they left him team up with his father, Rey Mysterio. Okay. And since then, what he has done, I don't even see him on TV no more. And if I do now, he's in some feud with his father. Oh, wants to feud with his father. He wants to make it on his own. But people got the balls to say, oh, hook it. Let me put it this way. Hook wrestled his match and he impressed me. He fights like his father. He he got that shoot style wrestling and 
all these people who complain about Hook, all these people that complain about, oh, he ain't all that, and want to complain to them, it's people who are into sports entertainment. This is the same people that cry, bitch, and moan, but when they're in the arena, they stay quiet. There's no nothing. They're just looking. They're all about the flash, the introduction, but they don't care about the wrestling. And if you want to watch a two, three-minute match, I mean, that's up to you. That's your, your prerogative. But I'm not going to watch no two, three-minute match, okay? Especially with a Dominic Mysterio. He's nowhere in the league of Hook right now. And I'm going to tell you that right now. And I haven't seen him wrestle once. And this kid's going to be big. He's going to be one of those big kids. Like, he's going to be one of the pillars in AEW. If you don't believe me, just remember this date. December 12th when I'm saying this, okay? So, hopefully, six months down the line, he'll be something big. And then y'all be talking about him. And then you're, you're, the haters are going to still hate no matter what because they know their product, WWE, sucks and whatnot. There's nothing really going on there, okay? And by the way, uh, if you don't still believe me that WWE don't suck, well, look at the ratings this past Monday where they hit the all-time low of 0.35 in the 18 to 49 ratings, okay? That's all I got to say about that. So, you know, but AEW has the issues because, first of all, Brian Cage, where is Brian Cage? Brian Cage has not been seen for two months. They said he was in backstage this past Wednesday. When are you going to use this guy? You don't have John Moxley and you don't have Kenny Omega, two of the main guys you have there. And, of course, this is the time that you could use these guys to your advantage, Tony Khan. Now, listen, you do come up with some great, uh, fascinating stuff, but this past couple of weeks has been very slow. I don't know what's going on. The building, the build for winter is coming. Um, again, last year you 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 shocked us with the with the uh, John Moxley losing the belt to Kenny Omega. Uh, we'll see what happens this year. I mean, again, this is uh, do not be surprised. The FTR D, okay, D Triple A Tag Team Champion gets confronted this week by the Briscoe Brothers because after what happened last night at the final battle. So we'll see. We will see. So, we'll be right back after this. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Jada Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid, and you're listening to the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. And welcome back. So we're going to do the main event today. And believe me or not, you'll probably be like, oh, what's the main event? Well, we're going to be talking about House of Glory. House of Glory had the event all to, all to the glory this last night, actually, at the New York City Arena. And what a match and card we had. And uh, I'm telling you, this was a show that was full of surprises full of surprises you had um guys from other promotions in there i mean we had uh, uh, a six-way suicide match we had uh the bollywood uh, boys made their debut at um house of glory and you had a great match between keb Broway defeating tjp you had it was supposed to be the ma- uh, main event uh, of 
the two last matches were supposed to be uh, the HOG ground, ground Jewel Loki versus Buddy Matthew, aka Buddy Murphy, and then Amazing Red versus Malachi Black. But unfortunately, um, Amazing Red got hurt. I don't know when he got hurt. I don't know if he got hurt during the week in practice, but he got hurt. So they had to do some moves and placement and the whole nine, but which brought in uh, no other than Eddie Kingston to last night's House of Glory was the place. When I tell you that was the biggest pop of the night, that was the biggest pop of the night, Eddie Kingston. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, House of Glory does not disappoint me at all. When I tell you they don't disappoint me at all, they don't disappoint me. Last month, they had the main event with uh, Amazing Red versus Will Ospreay. That match was crazy. And then with the announcement of Malachi Black coming last night, that made uh, the, the house was packed. The house was packed. The first match of the night was Montequilla, Encore, Joe Sil- Joey Silver, Nilla, Kitano, Roy Burgundy, and Smiley. Joey Silver is known as Sweet Cheeks because he has this cop gimmick. So that's his nickname. But this match was fun. A lot of high-flying moves. Encore, this guy, he has, uh, I believe he, his future is bright. He is talented, very talented. Nola Kitano, of course. The ninja, the ghetto ninja, as he called himself, came in with the Wu-Tang Clang uh, theme song, which was pretty cool. Smiley, of course, a uh, a House of Glory uh, favorite. Um, and Ryan Burgundy, you know, Tim, everything is big. He's a real short guy. It was very, it, it was very fun match. At the end, Montequilla won that's, uh, that six-man suicide match, which was pretty, pretty good. Then we have... Charles Mason versus Evander James. Now, Evander James has made a transformation now. He's supposed to be the House of Glory police. Uh, the storyline is uh, they, they're investigating Charles Mason. Charles Mason's the biggest heel right now in House of Glory. You know, he's a, a make American great type of guy who loves that. So he's, with that just alone, his heel per- persona makes him like the top heel in the company. So... This was a, a, a back and forth match. I felt weird looking at seeing Evander James as a baby face. Not, a, not something I'm used to. Of course, Charles Mason ended up defeating uh, Evander James with a choke, with a guillotine choke move. Um, and that even um, the Joe, Joey Silver who accompanied him, and I, I don't know who the lady was, but they came in to stop Charles Mason from continuing to punish Evander James. The main event, and I'm not talking about the main event, the, comp- the team called the main event, Jay Lyons and Midas Black, defeated the Bollywood Boys. The Bollywood Boys, if you guys remember, they were part of the Jinder Mahal uh, you know, team, uh, uh, Gerv and Harv Shiva. Um, so they got defeated by, by the main event. Uh, another uh, House of Glory favorite, but the funny part is, afterwards, the Bollywood boys ended up attacking the main event when Private Party came in, made a surprise appearance, 
and Mark Quinn Isaiah kind of saved the main main event uh, from an attack by the Bollywood Boys. But what happened afterwards? Private Party then turned around and betrayed the main event. They even had Mike Hardy on FaceTime. And now people are going to be like, that's impossible. Nope. They had him on FaceTime because you can hear him talking uh, through the microphone, the house microphone, and they kept attacking the uh, main event. Then we had a great match. Ken Broway, another guy, another House of Glory favorite, uh, defeated TJP. Yes, that TJP who was part of the Empire. Uh, this was a good match. TJP dominated most of the match with leg submissions, a lot of submission moves, whatever. But Ken Broway ended up coming back and making a comeback and winning the match. So Ken Broway, a very House of Glory favorite, you know, um, so he always comes through when the time is right. Then we have Buddy Buddy Matthews, a.k.a. known as Buddy Murphy, got on the house mic, said that he didn't want to wrestle low-key because low-key, he said that was his dream match, but low-key is 2004. He said he could take on anyone in the back, you know, any top guy in the back, whatever, and I don't know where Malachi Black makes his appearance, and we had a match for the ages, and this match was so good. Back and forth. The way they were supposed to be wrestling in WWE, this guy tore the house down and whatnot. Malachi Blacks ends up defeating uh, Buddy Matthews, but before that, these guys were wrestling in the crowd. Malachi Black went through a table. I mean, and, and it, it was just crazy. And then afterwards, after that match was over, then you had the House House of Glory Crown Jewel Champions uh, theme song starts playing out in the building, and here comes Loki and confronts uh, Malachi Black in the entrance. They had a stare down. Then after that, Buddy Matthew gets on the mic, starts talking about, "No, oh, this is what dinosaurs do. They want to jump on guys who are, you know, injured, already wrestle, you know." And I don't know where the theme music that I'm talking about, it did a pop because Buddy Murphy or Buddy Matthews was going up the ramp. And as soon as he was going up the ramp, Eddie Kingston's music hit and the crowd went crazy. I'm talking about the biggest pop of the night was Eddie Kingston's uh, entrance. And so we had a main event match between Loki and Eddie Kingston and whatnot. Um, and this match was back and forth. A lot of chops. I mean, those chops were between Loki and and, and uh, Eddie Kingston. I mean, it was crazy. It wasn't until Buddy Murphy came into the ring and got uh, Eddie Kingston disqualified. Loki retains. Uh, Eddie Kingston made a um, a uh, promo or you know a, a speech from his heart and talked about how he's he loves coming back to New York. He said he had to come in at 12 midnight the night before to replace Amazing Red because of the match. Um, or, you know, so uh, it was cool. And then he gave, he said, no, I'm not like these young, uh, I'm not like this young guy. I'm giving the, st- the, the, the stage and the spotlight to you. So, you know, uh, people celebrated with low keys. Right now, the, that title, House of Glory Crown Jewel, I guess it's the main title. Uh, Anthony Gargone, I don't know what he did with the House of Glory title because that title hasn't been seen since April, since the last time I was there. 
in 2019. Oh, not the last time, but the first time I was there in 2019. And I don't know if they're going to, you know, make that belt legit, the, the world title. I don't, I do not know. But again, House of Glory rocked the house, guys. This, this was something that, um, you can't ask for nothing better than that. Um, honestly, House of Glory is going to be something for people to watch in the New York scene. I mean, uh, right now they just announced for February, uh, 12th, 2020, I mean, 2022, they, uh, having the House of Glory tag team champion, Penta and Phoenix, Lucha Bros are coming in to House of Glory on February 12th. They, I think they believe the, the month of January, they're going to have a all women's, uh, event. They're going to crown their first women's champion. So we'll see about that. Um. But House of Glory, you guys can't sleep on them. I'm telling you that right now. Now, last time I covered House of Glory, I think it was when uh, the Matt Travis, uh, Matt Travis passed away in uh, November of 2019, in a horrific uh, truck accident. And well, I don't even call it a truck accident because the trucker kept going. Uh, he got killed by a truck um, in New York City, and that was the last time I think I remember covering uh, House of Glory. Um, and even then, that night was a special night because it was the ninth anniversary of House of Glory. It was also a tribute to Matt Travis. So, um, and they had Low Key, they had Homicide, they had uh, uh, Power Four. That time was LAX. They had the whole uh, House of Glory roster, the fans, and everything. It's, it's when you go there, it's like a family because you see the same fans go there. And they're very invested, and they let you know if you mess up, you they do not care. If you guys have not watched any House of Glory, you can go to Fight TV and get yourself. There's a cheap plug for them because I'm not getting paid for them. But you go to Fight TV and you order their the pay-per-view $15. It's called the All Glory House of Glory, and it's worth $15. You can't go wrong because even though I go to the show, I still order the pay-per-view so I could go back and see it. Okay, because these are memories. These are stuff that... You know, you're never if you're not there live, you're not gonna uh, uh, enjoy the moment. I mean, uh, I get to see a lot of my 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 friends, my little crew that I got there. Uh, I get to hang out with other podcasts, the Dirty Hills, uh, uh, Turnbuckle Tabloid guys. You know, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, Henny Wrestling was there last night, which I got to meet him for the first time. Um, so it's cool because as you, you you interact with other podcasters, uh, JD from New York is the is the uh, the commentating with Solid Monster. So it's a whole I'm talking about a whole group of people that makes this happen as far as House of Glory. Now, House of Glory right now to me is like my home as far as going in there and enjoying wrestling matches for the simple fact because. This is where before I became a podcaster that I started going here. And when I became a podcaster a month later, uh, and then I started going to all these wrestling shows, I started, you know, doing these uh, meet and greet, got to actually talk to some of these wrestlers, you know, uh, interact. Uh, I think one of the best people that I, I have interacted with from the time I've been going has always been the Lucha Bros, very cool people, low-key, uh, uh victoria which uh, i mean i had a great time with her was we took pictures together and she wasn't you know she wasn't shady about it um you know and it's cool matt taven 
beautiful person, you know. Um, so you know, I, I got to enjoy it. House of Glory is that type of place. And last night they had me to agree with Buddy Matthews, uh, Alistair Black. I wasn't able to do anything with Alistair Black because at the the time they were doing it, they were doing it after the shows. So there was a big long line. I wasn't planning to stay there for two hours. Hopefully, in the future, I'll get a, a signature and a picture with him. Um, so it was it was just fun. It was just fun, and this is why I like independent wrestling support independent wrestling you know all you wwe marks that don't leave and all or stand and only the wwe world because you stuck with the roman reigns and big e the same shit every week try to go somewhere else and enjoy yourself you know what i'm saying and stop being a mark and stop being a crybabies and talk about oh i just gonna doing it because this is the same shit you know i, I I don't even like chatting online anymore with half of these people because it's always people crying. They don't leave the one promotion. They go somewhere else. They, they, instead of going, spreading out and getting to know the land, the landscape of professional wrestling, not just only in the big promotions, but the little indie promotions, get to know everybody so that you don't know. Then you get to be more uh, what we call uh, knowledge of the business. You know what I'm saying? Instead of being a mark and stop being stop crying and bitching about storylines and all this bullshit, just enjoy the fucking show and stop crying. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. But House of Glory is a place if you like to enjoy yourself, you like to, you know, entertain yourself, you like to, you know, have the same fans, they're, they're, they're knowledgeable fans, they like everything, then that's the place to go. If you're in the New York area, especially in the New York City area, and you want to go to Jamaica Queens and go to the New York City Arena and enjoy yourself, this is what it is. I mean, it's beautiful people. Uh, I can't say anything better than that. So that is it for me for the show today. Uh, I am the ultimate one. Guys, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, even on TikTok. On TikTok, I do three-minute videos every day, give you the latest uh, of what's going on in the wrestling business. It's been very slow, not much. Um, I am planning to start doing a little podcast on Twitter. I will invite certain people to conversations I will have on Twitter, and they'll probably start beginning of next year. I'm thinking about doing live uh, YouTube stream, so that's going to happen for next year. Um, so I got a lot of things planned. Hopefully, it expands the brand. The support that I get from you guys, that will be very helpful. Um, so, again, follow me on Twitter facebook instagram and tiktok you can also uh subscribe to my youtube channel and and give me a thumbs up on those on the videos i have there i got a bunch of stuff there you guys could go and enjoy yourself you're bored uh again you don't have to agree to some of the stuff i say you could leave me your remarks your opinion are welcome okay also if you guys want to support the podcast you could go to tcwr dot very impressive.com that's tcwr.veryimpressive.com hey guys if you want if you want to give someone a christmas gift that is the place to go tcwr.veryimpressive.com you can get the chokesland wrestling report hats hoodies t-shirts and you can give to your girlfriend or to your moms or to somebody you know that loves wrestling you can check it out go to the website and order your merchandise that you help support the podcast and i will appreciate it very much and whatnot so 
we'll see what happens. Until then, guys, uh, stay tuned this week. I believe, again, winter is coming. That's coming this Wednesday. Uh, not much happening. I think all the pay-per-views are done this year. Uh, I will try to have a couple of interviews, hopefully. I'm planning on some stuff coming up before the year's end. Um, so check me out. Until then, guys, be blessed, be healthy, and I will talk to you guys next week.